In the words of Seth Godin, the only thing worse than starting something and failing is not starting something. This is the Insurance Technology Podcast, where we bring interesting people from across the insurance ecosystem to discuss and debate technology's impact on the industry. Join us each episode for insights and best practices from industry stewards and tomorrow's innovators. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Insurance Technology Podcast. We're taking a break from new interviews to give you a little bit of the best of. Um, In the words of Seth Godin, the only thing worse than starting something and failing is not starting something. Well, we've had lots of entrepreneurs and InsurTech startup founders on the podcast, so we thought it would be a good idea to pull together some of the best moments from episodes past. So in this episode, we're going to hear Reed and his guests talk about the pros and cons of starting a business, the panic attacks, the sleepless nights, and the payoffs for persevering. Stay tuned. Bull Penguin is in a lot of ways a uh, uh, outer layer for me, Ben, and some of the early executives. Like It's a reflection of who we are. Um, we're not afraid to say we don't do pilots. That's just silly. Dipping toe in the water. Are you kidding me? Like what, what, what it's happening with the rest of the body when, when your toes in the water, what does that even, that doesn't make any sense to me. We were just like, look, do you want to be as successful or none? I don't really care about the million excuses you have that you're in year 20 of your guide wire installation or whatever the excuse was. You have the budget, you're, you're a big enough company and you certainly want to grow. That's what companies do. Um, so we definitely had that. Now, yeah, I could sit here and tell you how awesome and, you know, how strong-willed we are and it's all a happy, you know, successful story in the end, which thank God it was. But in the moment, man, like I'm talking to you right now and I remember logging into our Huntington checking account bank that we use, looking at how much money is in there and just kind of like thinking in my head how much longer, you know, these are 6 to 18 month sales cycle after you figure out who mm-hmm. the right person to work with. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do for payroll? Oh man, like I don't, I don't want to take out more of my money. Do I loan it? Do I borrow it? Like, how do I even explain it to investors? Why would they throw bad money, bad money? There was just a lot of, oh my God, nights. So all those stories are true. You know, logging into your checking account saying, man, I just don't have enough for payroll. What the hell are we going to do? The num, you know, those stories about people like literally losing sleep. I would wake up at one in the morning and I know many others on our team felt the same way. And they're like continuing the meeting they had, you know, at one o'clock during the day in their head and they just can't go back to sleep. And we're back on Slack and we're talking to each other. It's hard work, but it is incredibly rewarding. Honestly, I'm getting the chills just by talking about it. It's like that rush of, you know, being in the, in the, in the fog of war. Um, so it is, uh, it is a, for a startup, oftentimes a dangerous move, a costly move. Uh, yeah. You have to have a lot of patience. You have to have alert, a lot of nerves. I tell people all the time, it's not for the faint of heart at all. Uh, you have yeah. to be able to keep a poker face um, the entire time, all the way through. Um, believe in yourself. Don't compromise. Be genuine. And if you're really building a solution and working hard with a group of people that are believers in the same thing, be patient enough and it'll come back around. And that's what we did and, and worked out. And thank goodness it does. It doesn't always work out that way. So while 
Ilya talked about the hard work that goes into actually creating the business and trying to solve some of those problems that the industry has. Our next guest, Will Shaw, talked about the side that we don't sometimes hear about, how it affects not just you, but your family and that work-life balance. It dawned on me like a month or two ago, like the easy part is putting in the hours. Like everybody talks about, like, you know, you got to be okay putting in 40, 50, 60 hours. Yeah, that happens sometimes. That's not the hard part. Mm -mm. The hard part is going home at five o'clock and trying to not look at my phone and be 100% present for my wife and my two-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah. That's the hard part. That, that going home and trying to do that at the end of a day when you're up at four and you're going through that, like the hard part's not the work. The hard part is go to try to be present. They're present on the weekends. Be present to your family. Be present to the other things that matter because what happens, you get in a dangerous place when it's like your startup or bust and that's all yeah. you end up caring about and everything else sacrifices. That's what happened to me with football, honestly. It's like it was football or bust and I end up in a bad mental place. Um, I think the work is the easy part, but trying to be able to keep a balance in your life and keep perspective and be present for those moments with your family or whatever is important to you is is the real tough part. It's really tough. I was um, a friend of mine, good friend of mine, was looking at getting involved in this startup, fresh startup. And um, I flew out and, and hung out. He's like, hey, I want you to come and meet the CEO. And this guy is just straight corporate. He's always been corporate. He's um, he's just starting his first startup. He saved up some money, you know, got a mortgage out on the house. And I'm I'm kind of talking to him and, and um, I meet his wife as well. And nice people, good people. But it became real apparent that they have they had no idea what's to come and, yeah. and the amount of uh, pressure that's going to put on their family and yeah. their life. It's not like, you know, it was him working at, you know, one of these really large organizations. It's very different. And it's funny. I, I found myself coaching the guy's wife on on what what this is going to look like yeah. in, in the next year and like they were like what do you mean like no like we have it off no it's not it doesn't work that way yeah right and um ultimately um my my buddy did end up he, he was he took on the position of cto for this company and it just fell apart the whole yeah. thing you know it's because of that it really it, was. It's tough. I tell people all the time when you start a startup, it's not just you. Your your oh. spouse is your spouse is starting a startup. Because, like, listen, I went through. We launched in 2019. I was doing a bunch of side work to pay bills because I didn't. I didn't make a dollar from salary in 2019, 2020. It wasn't until 2021 I started making two grand a month. Um, <laughs> and that, and during that time, we sold the house, remodeled a house, went through COVID, had a daughter. Like my wife was fully like prepared, like I'm probably going to make no money. Uh, unfortunately we were able to handle that. Um, and kind of like weather that storm. Um, and now I, I get a paycheck, uh, from better agency, which is nice. Uh, but like, it, it is like, when you start a startup, like it's, it is tough. Like you gotta, you, your spouse is starting that startup as well. Cause she's, they're going to be a part oh, of it. That's right. That's right. And I mean, I think, advice when you're starting out is you guys have to be on the same page that look at least for me man no matter how hard you try you're gonna bring that shit home yeah. i mean i don't care who you are you're going yeah. to bring that shit home and it's i mean dude you're talking about you know friday 
at, 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 you know, noon, you need to come up with 200 grand to, to make payroll for your team. You know, you're already not getting paid. I got to find money. And, and I'm like, dude, this is a real story for me. I'm calling friends and family. Like, can I borrow 200 grand? And they're like, what do you mean? How do you lot have, you know, right. and, um, and just, just pounding through that, getting it done. It's like, whew, coming home, sitting down at dinner and, you know, yeah, you got to be there, man. And it is not easy, you it's know. It, it is tough to be that. I think that's the hard part. Like, how do, how do you figure out how to, you know, don't don't lie to yourself and say you can't bring it home. Like, don't lie to yourself and yeah. say you won't. Like, because it, it's not realistic. I, I'm a verbal processor. My wife is very, like, she is not employed by better agency. But, like, I've never seen a startup work if you're married, if you have a spouse. I've never seen a startup be successful if you're not successful in your home life. If you've got turmoil going on in your home life, I've never seen somebody be able to run a successful business and have turmoil at home. Like, it takes both. I just, I haven't, I haven't seen it work. And while it can be hard, these entrepreneurs are not going in alone. People like Jim Hackbarth are there to help coach and guide these new insure tech startups as they come into the industry. But I'll let him tell you what he thinks is the greatest part about being a coach in this industry. When I go back to when I was a young person, going back to sixth, seventh, and eighth grade and into high school and in a couple of years in college, it was those people that made a substantial impact on my life. And so um, in terms of values, the right way to do things, there's no shortcuts, you know, and all that stuff. And uh, that going back to the insured tech world, that's some of the things I know that you've been exposed to and I've been exposed to, how some of these young startups want to take a shortcut. You can't yep. do it. You can't yep. do it. You got to serve the customers, deliver what you promise, adjust to make it better, get funding, use that funding, other people's money diligently, and then keep climbing up the ladder. I think it's a lot of it is just, you have to honor your word, right? Being honest with people. And I mean, you're not really selling them if you're helping them, right? You're right. You're right. And yeah, I think, I think the, a key to it is just being able to build relationships Yep. But you can only build relationships with real people if you're a real person yourself. You can't fake that stuff. Right. You know? I mean, some can and some are good at it, but only for a period of time, you know, and especially in our industry, it's a small world, you know, it, it very much is. And so, yeah, I, I think a lot of it is. And I love sales, too. Um, oh. You know, I love I actually even love the thrill of the kill. I yep. love getting in there and just closing deals and and doing that a little more transactional. But really, you have to stand behind a product that you really believe in, right? Um, in order to be good at what you do, and I think that that's the difference. You're you're a guy that has, you know, huge integrity, and you're not gonna you're not gonna bullshit people. You're not gonna provide a uh, an inferior product by any means. And and you know you've made a, an amazing career out of that. Well, thank um, you, thank you very much. I appreciate those kind of words. And we'll end with two founders who are now part of the Ivan's family, Mike and Alan. They've been on the podcast before. And I think one of the best parts of their episode was really diving into what it takes to create something from a technology standpoint that will be successful in the industry. Think about it like Lego blocks, right? That you start to stack the things together in different ways and different configurations. So much becomes possible, but that only happens if the pieces are solid and the pieces are standard and the pieces can fit together. So it's really just a matter of um, 
having those good, good habits and those best practices and just, yeah, just, just doing it right. If you did something right, sky's the limit. I, I mean, I think we look, you said it earlier. It's like we, you know, we learned so much, you know, in that, in that first business. And then you go through, you know, we went through a few acquisition events and you sort of know like how you get, you know, if you ever wind up in that situation again, you don't want to be running around um, plugging holes or uh, ch- trying to check the boxes to get through a code scan or a technology review. And I mean, from day one, we were writing tests. We were putting things in place. Like it was, it, it was a, without a doubt. I mean, it was the most disciplined project endeavor. I mean, I've ever been, I've ever been involved in everything is so automated because we had to scale ourselves. And that meant, you know, yeah. anything we could automate from testing to proactively monitoring, you know, is stuff up, is stuff down, is the memory getting too big on the box because something's happening. Like everything was very, very like proactive um, uh, in, in terms, that's how we scaled ourselves with, you know, with that, with that automation, which again, you know, that's a lot of these, a lot of these services, you know, weren't available maybe 10 years ago, but man, it's like, if you, if uh, you know where to look, there's some really like, you know, good stuff out there to sort of scale around you when you, you know, keep these things going. It, reading a lot of books about, you know, technology companies and whatnot, historically they advise against that, right? They say that, you know, at running and, and owning a, a software company, you shouldn't be, developing and doing that but it definitely worked out in your favor that's for sure yeah there's probably about 20 things in that book you read that that you that we did that you shouldn't do yeah i mean in terms of and it's uh and i also sort of view ourselves as you got to be lucky okay i mean you got to work hard you got to have a good idea you got to have revenue you got to have customers you you have to be lucky and any founder who, you know, when they stop realizing that and they start believing it's all it's all them, I could think of a number of times where things had to break our way and they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, and there was there was a couple of times where you're sort of like, you know, at a fork in a road where something has to happen. And it's like, all right, do you make a decision based on fear or do you? And, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know five things fall into place that you didn't see coming. And, and that, you know, it, there, there is certainly a luck aspect to this. And we, we had our, certainly had our fair share of luck. I don't, I don't dispute that at all. So that's only a sampling of some of the startups that we've had on the show. And I know Reed and I are eager to get new interviews out to all of our listeners. And I can assure you, we will have more startups with some great advice for insure techs that are starting out in the industry. Hope you guys stay tuned. More exciting stuff to come on the Insurance Technology Podcast. The Insurance Technology Podcast is a production of Ivan's. Visit insuretechpod.com to contact us, suggest a topic or guest for an upcoming show, and subscribe to be notified when our latest podcast is available. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app. It's where you can also leave us a rating and a review that helps other people find the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.